Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey everybody, this is Richard Deitch. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Media Mini Podcast. Who better to have on than Anthony Krupe, Senior Media Writer for Sportico. And this is the podcast where we talk about, uh, or we focus on sports viewership. One, Anthony, welcome to, nice work by Sportico, breaking uh, NWSL media rights uh, over the weekend. Uh, shout out to, uh, to your colleagues there for that. Yeah, I I, th- I think that was one of those things where they were in a discussion about a completely different topic, and uh, you know the guy was like, "Well, while we're here, let's talk about this other thing." Uh, yeah, there you go. And that guy was Leo Messi. Um, all right, let's go to. Um, we can start with the NFL. Uh, Broad strokes, it, we're, as we're taping this today, I don't think Monday Night Football numbers are out, but everything else um, is out for the week. Um, where does, broad view for you, where does the NFL stand after five weeks? Where are we at in terms of viewership, roughly? I've got them up 5% year over year. And, you know, it, it's kind of all over the place because the national window's down a little bit. National window's down about like 3%. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, you know, they're getting stung by blowouts. Uh, and I think we can, you know, kind of dig into the Cowboys stuff. But uh, if you just look at the Cowboys alone, they've played four national windows so far. The uh, average margin of victory for their games is just under, what, 28 points? That's not good. That's even if Dallas, like I, I would have bet uh, if if the the game was close with the 49ers, that would have gotten close to thirty million. But it just it gets to a point where you know people on the East Coast, especially, they start looking at the clock and like I don't have to stay up for this. Even the degenerate gamblers are going to go to bed if it's like you know thirty two point margin or whatever. But uh, so it's 
it's amazing how well everything's holding up when you got 40 to nothing, 42 to 10, 38 to three Cowboys blowouts. Um, and, you know, take into account the fact that the uh, hut levels, you know, people using television are down almost 10% year over year. So that 5% jump is, is, is pretty nice. And, uh, I think everybody's got to be pleased with it. Fox has got to get their numbers up, but they've been really unlucky with their windows. Uh, well, they're, and they're, yeah, they'll have the Cowboys later in the year. So coming up next three weeks, Rams, Cowboys, that's a 1 p.m. Um, window. And then Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, those are 425ers. Uh, I don't have this in front of me. I'm sure one of those games are on Fox, if not both. Um, so. If you are the league, right? If you want to get into the Cowboys, this is where you should get into them. If you're the league, you know you want the Cowboys one to remain competitive, and then two, you want some games that are close here, so we yeah. we, we keep audience. Well, the the margin of victory right now for the the entire season, there's been uh, let's see, so there's 19 national windows. It's it's 13.6 points per game uh, in the national windows. Uh, that's not great. You know, that's two touchdowns. But if you take Dallas out, it's 8.8. So it really is skewed by the fact that the Cowboys are either on one side or the other of, of just these, you know, massive beatdowns. That'll clear itself up. I mean, there's no way that they're going to go through the entire season like that. And like you said, Fox is backloaded. Fox has Cowboys really deep in the season. They have Cowboys bills on the 17th. They have Cowboys Dolphins, which could be amazing. That's a Christmas Eve game. So, uh, and and I think you'd mentioned the Giants. They've got that one. They've got the Eagles, uh, you know, in early November. So, you know, they should be fine. Uh, when you're talking about a couple percentage points one way or the other, uh, when you're already looking at, you know, these huge uh, aggregate numbers, it, it, I don't think anybody's worried about it too much. But, um yeah, it's basically this the story right now just seems to be regardless of all the one-sided uh uh games that have been played in the national windows that everything's still up. It's a uh, testament to how strong uh the fan base is and uh certainly uh it's it's the last thing on TV that really draws a number. I I think if um if major league baseball gets stuck with uh say a you know like a diamondbacks rangers world series somebody's going to have to start dating like beyonce or something that's like that's the only way they're going to get their numbers up uh, uh you uh you told me you wanted to talk about regional numbers or local markets one of the things uh i think this is from your piece that i read the other day um kansas city is just ahead of Buffalo in terms of which NFL markets are have the highest um, household ratings this year. That's obviously interesting for a number of reasons. Obviously, these are two very, very good teams. But they're also not exactly massive media markets, right? I mean, um, Kansas City, you would know better than me, but the uh, are they in the 20s or the 30s as a market? And I know Buffalo, I think, is 54. So... This doesn't surprise me, but it might just surprise the casual listener who's listening to us right now that like, you know, when it comes to ratings, we're not talking about like pure 
viewership numbers, total aggregate viewers, talking about like household ratings, Buffalo always kicks ass in the NFL. And I'm sure since the Mahomes days, Kansas City's been good. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City's actually smaller than that. They're 33. Or at least that's the last uh reckoning we have. I don't think the new numbers for the markets will come out until like the end of this month. Um, but Buffalo's 54. So Buffalo has, you know, 630 TV households. And the thing is, is, you know, ratings are a percentage of the population that's watching, you know, and uh every TV in Buffalo is tuned to the the bills on Sunday. Uh well, I shouldn't say every because the, you know, the ratings, uh, if you look at the share numbers, it's like 77% uh, or more. Uh, oh, right now, no, they're both 83%. The, the, the Bills and the Chiefs are both at 83%. So every time they have games, 83% of the TVs that are in use in Buffalo are watching the Bills and the same goes for Kansas City. And uh, like New Orleans is the next, they're at like 72 um, it's just that, you know, it, it, the smaller markets tend to be way more rabid about their local teams because it's just, it's a bigger deal. Uh, you know, in New York, we have the kind of the bifurcated market. You're either Jets or Giants, or you're one of millions and millions of people here don't care about football. They don't watch it. Um, but it's been interesting watching the Jets because, like, you know, we thought for sure with Rodgers, the national ratings were going to be way up, and uh, obviously he got sidelined right away. But the Jets' national or uh, local ratings are up sixty nine percent, and they were they've been the lowest rated local team at least the last four years. So there's definitely you know there's there's an increased incre- uh, interest in 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 the Jets in New York, and and I think that does have a, a carryover to the national ratings to a certain extent because, you know, New York is like 7% of all the TV households in the country. The other thing is, too, is like, if you ever wonder why there's an East Coast bias, it's because like 54% of the TVs are in the Eastern time zone. I know, which is, which is, uh, is fa- it's, that's always been a fascinating statistic to me. It also makes like the mountain time zone particularly fascinating to me. Do you happen to know the percentage? Like, is it like seventeen percent? I think mountain might, the- mountain might even be less than that. Mountain might. Oh be my god, it's fascinating. Fifteen. Wow, which makes uh, it which makes Salt Lake an amazing market, right? Because they actually are a pretty good television market given the size. Yeah, you always see Salt Lake pop up. Uh, especially in the Olympics, you always see them pop up in the top 10 in the Olympics. And, uh, uh, like in the, in the same way that San Diego always does really well, uh, in, in the major sports. And that seems counterintuitive, right? Because San Diego is pretty much like the most perfect climate in the country. You'd think people would just be outside all the time doing stuff. And that's the other thing, right? Like people always say, well, Buffalo, there's nothing to do there. And, I, I say pish posh to that. Yeah, also, I live I live there. That's not true, but yeah, but but yeah. it, it does get cold and, and yes, just yes. logically makes sense that people will be inside on a Sunday afternoon at five o'clock if the weather is not good. Yeah. But but again, the, with these smaller markets, that it's just such a different kind of vibe. The only thing I've ever seen that's close to it is when the socks are in the playoffs and everyone in the six one seven area code is wearing a hat. 
Uh, but I've been to games in Bu- uh, uh, Buffalo and and places like Pittsburgh. And you go out in the street, you're nowhere near the stadium. You know, you're just getting in the car to get ready, you know, to go tailgate or whatever. Everyone you run into is wearing Bill's gear. You know, the mailman's got his Bill's gear. I don't know why the mailman's out on Sunday. I, you know, it's just uh, everybody's got everybody's decked out and stuff. It's just it's it's a it's a fascinating city. And I'm sure it's like Green Bay or whatever. But I could tell you, having lived there for six years, that um, literally the the mood is impacted on Monday by how the Bills do. And I've never been in a city um, where that's the case. Although I, I my one caveat is obviously I lived in New York for for a couple decades and nothing that happens in New York in sports is going to impact the mood of that big a city. Um, yeah. Maple, unless Maple, you're- Maple, Maple, Maple Leafs uh, getting blown out in an early round sort of does have a little bit of an impact. Yeah. yeah I, I, unless you're like literally parked down by the uh, Canyon of Heroes during a parade. Right. You, you wouldn't even know that New York won anything. Like, well, yeah, that's true. That this, this is where the, the Buffalo is very much like a college town in some ways. Yeah, that like, yeah. you know, Alabama loses and, you know, Tuscaloosa and Huntsville are not happy, et cetera. Uh, one quick one, one more quick one in the NFL, and then we'll move on for this. Um, CBS always helpful uh, when it comes to good news for them. Randall Liu, we'll give him a shout. I know a big listener of this podcast, one of their uh, vice presidents of PR there, um, noted incorrectly so that CBS is off to a massive start when it comes to their viewership. I think it's the most watched season um, through 1998. Uh, which is when CBS obviously got football back. Uh, Krupe, my thought on this is this is just related to the fact that they, the AFC has some great teams, great quarterbacks, teams of interest. And if you have the Chiefs and the Bills, you're going to get a pop with, with those teams. What is it something else or is that it? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, we might have talked about this before, but I kind of said before the season started, uh, I actually was talking to Randall about this. Was I, I was like, this this could very much be the the year you guys beat Fox, you know, because Fox has been the top NFL window running Forever. for what, 15 years yeah. now. Yep. Um, it just feels like uh, the the pendulum has swung a bit. Uh, certainly the 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 way that the you know, it's it's more blended in terms of what they're they're not just straight AFC, but they're certainly heavy AFC. Um, but they got a lot of hybrid games between the two conferences. But the um, all the quarterback talent in the AFC, all these young guys, you know, everyone from Mahomes to Allen to Lawrence and Herbert and Jackson, and there's just so many arms in the AFC. And uh, it sort of feels like the NFC is what down to three teams, maybe. Like I would love to see Detroit in a Super Bowl. That would be incredible. Uh, th- they look great. Uh, the but the it feels 49ers like it's lethal. Yeah, it looks like col- Niners Eagles looks like the collision course on but, this. If everybody but, stays but healthy, but the AFC, except you know, but for Kansas City, who's always going to be a, a problem to get past. It, 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 it looks wide open, um, and there's just so much fun. You know, this, these these teams are a lot of fun to watch. So. I think that's part of it. And then you got to, you know, you do have to hang a little bit of an asterisk on it because their numbers, like everybody's numbers are, are being boosted by out of home, uh, which, you know, only was added to the sample what three years ago. So there's something there, but I still think 
given the fact that TV viewership is down as much as it is, any kind of increase. And, and again, like when you're talking about a base of, you know, reaching with their national windows, they're reaching uh, their big one was Jets Cowboys was 25.8 million. They did really well with Chiefs Vikings, even though that was kind of a was it wasn't the most compelling game, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're they've been doing really well in the uh, regional windows, too. Um, um I want to make sure because um, this sport never gets really talked about, um, particularly in a podcast like this. Let's do the NHL because um, as we're taping this today, we're taping this on the start of the NHL season, even though um, you'll hear this uh, on Thursday. The crew and I are taping this on Tuesday afternoon. And so the NHL starts. The uh, you know We're now into the meteorites deal that the NHL has with uh, um, Warner Brothers Discovery and Disney, which means TNT, ABC, ESPN. Last year, thank you, Austin Carp, for these numbers. They had a sh- uh, a, a bit of a, a small, I would say, a slight viewership drop. Um, if you want some raw numbers, ABC, ESPN averaged 583,000 viewers for their games, down 2%. The caveat on all this is that there were many more games last year that aired. So, um, you know, Disney had more games on their networks versus the previous year. So the likelihood is the average will. Uh, tick down. Uh, ABC actually was up. They averaged around a million viewers for their games, usually featuring the best teams of 19% over the year before. Turner averaged 364,000 viewers for its regular season, um, up 1% from its previous year. Again, worth noting, they had a lot more inventory um, on their network. So do you have a thought, uh, Anthony, just in terms of like what to expect from the NHL this year, again, just my very, very top of mind take is I would expect the same kind of viewership because it's not like, I mean, maybe Connor Bedard gives them a little bit of a pop because he's in a big market. Maybe more people are interested in seeing Chicago, but otherwise it's, you know, hockey's a regional sport. And I feel like nationally, my sense is like the numbers shouldn't fluctuate that much, but maybe I'm discounting Bedard. A little bit, and maybe they pop. What do you? What do you? It's a broad overview question. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I I, I don't see there being any kind of like trigger mechanism that's going to move the needle one way or the other. Um, I think when you when you look at especially at the Stanley Cup final, um, when you talk about a regional sport, and you look at the numbers there. Like last year, it was a five game series, so that you you know you lose a lot of juice that way. Uh, you need to get at least to a six to really start pushing those numbers up. Um, but it was also on TNT, TBS, True TV for the first time. And that that has its own set of problems. But, uh, uh, you know, 2.6 million people, give or take, on average. Uh, I, I don't know what it is with hockey. Do, my guess is if your team gets knocked out, you stop watching. Because they don't. I just think I, I think you're. So, I mean, I love the sport. It's it's yeah. really fun sport to watch. But I think, I think, you you again. I, this is just pure anecdotal nonsense from me spewing it out there. Like, I think you are so into your team, and honestly, so into your division or conference that I think you have very little. If you live in Boston, you have like very little interest in Edmonton or San Jose. Um. It's not the NFL, maybe because it's 80 plus games, you just don't care. But 
like you, I can't figure it out. Like even in the NBA, there's much more of a nat. Like if you're a Philly, if you're a Sixers fan, like you do, you will turn on the television to watch LeBron. Like you, like history just says you will. But if you're like a Flyers fan, I don't know if you turn on the TV to watch like Vancouver at ten o'clock. It's yeah, it's I, regional, and I, I it, and I don't think it's going to change. It's regional for sure, um, and and I think the other thing is, and there's no way to quantify this. Um, maybe I should figure out a way because uh, I think what's interesting too is like you mentioned Boston. It, it's uh, they also have uh, the NHL is in a lot of four sport cities. So you get bumped out and you're a big bees fan and you're really bummed, but you can jump to the Celtics, you know, like you, if it happens in Chicago, you can jump to the bulls, you know, it, 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 New York, there's all sorts of different things you'd be looking at. I think a lot of it is just these, these really the, the top hockey markets are also uh, like saturated with sports. So people can kind of bounce to something else. But with hockey, it does feel like when your season is over, it's like post game. Like how can how, you can't watch a post game show when your team loses, right? Like who wants to watch an autopsy on on the season when it's over and your you know your heart's broken and stuff? With hockey, for some reason, it feels like it hits so much harder that you're just like, I can't watch any more of this. I don't. Yeah, care it's it's it is different in Canada where like um, they will still get. A decent audience for the Stanley Cup, although not again. Once once your team goes out, um, it is different. But yeah, maybe you are onto something with the multi sport city. In that you know you you move on to the next. Like if the Rangers are out, like you move on to the Mets and Yankees. You know if you're a if you're a New Yorker. Yeah, and like so, I, like I would imagine that the, that the local ratings for the Bees and the Celtics in Boston are going to be super high because. There's not much to watch, you know. The the Sox did okay, but they. But that, but that, I think that city's an outlier. Like yeah, that city yeah, is just true. crazy. Like I feel like th- it's not worth comparing Boston to any other city because, like, it's always going to be, um, you know, through the roof. Like, uh, I mean, again, maybe this is the maybe this goes the other way. But like, once the Kings are out, like, does anybody in Los Angeles watch hockey after that? I doubt it, right? Yeah, and then you got to ask with the LA market in general. Do they watch any of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's a bad, but that's like not a great market to do uh, anyway. All right, yeah. anyway, um, but you can't right. you can't not have the number two market, you know, represented. So that's why they have two NFL teams. And let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, let's finish up with this. Um, Carp put out there that the wild card round was way, way down for MLB. Uh, 18% drop from 2022. Now, they were all sweeps. So yeah, if yeah. you're ESPN, you're like, you got screwed. You just, you didn't get any, um, you didn't get anything that went the distance. Um, by the time you listen to this on Thursday, there'll be, you know, obviously a, a significant number of division series games that are out there. But does the wild card round, Krupe, uh, tell you anything about heading forward? Or is it just sort of its unique little thing because it um, 
because it because because it was swept. And then lastly, and we go broad here, is there any viewership matchup out there that could be big for MLB among the teams that are left? Well, I I hate to give you a boring answer to this, but for the first part, anyways, it's really like there's no Yankees, Red Sox. There's no Yankees. You know that that league really does depend on Yankees games to the point where if when I looked at the top ten games this year, um, there were eh, Yankees showed up three times, the Red Sox showed up three times. Neither team was very good. They played each other. They only had one Sox uh, Yankees window, and that was on Fox. And it was the second biggest uh, window of the year. Um, But last year, every single top 10 game was Yankees Sox and not in just some, you know, like derivation of that. It was them playing each other except for one. So nine out of 10 of the top games were Yankees, Red Sox. So when they're not represented in, in especially in the postseason, you're just going to see the numbers go down. And it, it, that is just a, that's just a function of the Yankees being the, the big TV franchise. But um, I would, uh, there's not, there's not too many like death markets. I, I obviously, I don't think Arizona has a big, national following and uh but i think if the twins were to play um uh like the dodgers in the world series that would do great numbers I, the twins are were involved in the biggest world series you know in in, in the- i know but what but here so here's like i know but like my counter to that and by the way i think the twins are a fun team and i get oh that, yeah like, yeah but that, that those twins had Kirby Puckett. Like, yeah. what is there? There's no one on the Twins who I would consider a national figure in MLB, right? If I mean, uh, who's there? Who's who do you consider their best player? Like Royce Lewis, maybe, or maybe he's their hottest player. But do you know what I mean? That would be my only sort of worry. There is like, does enough of the public know that team or know the know the people on the team? The one thing that's interesting to me is Atlanta. I think if the Braves get is that like are they exciting enough with some Ronald Acuna types and you know th- those kind of players to um to well, draw I mean, a national audience from I don't just know. a sheer you know offensive production standpoint there's they're a lot of fun to watch and they were clearly the dominant team this year but Philly um oh yeah who That's doesn't want to see Bryce Harper win a World Series you know And that guy's probably one of the most, he's got to be at least top five in terms of the most recognizable players that are out there. Unfortunately for baseball, the two biggest ones play for a team that never makes the playoffs. So uh, that'll change next year with Otani, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of no-name teams. or You know, they have lower profiles. So I think Philly would certainly help uh but i don't know there's uh it's it's hard to tell because i I see there's a lot of moaning about the the selection process and the way teams were seated but look you gotta win your games it's the playoffs there's houston fatigue i think nationally so that would be the if you're if you're rob manfred and company you know if again if you know if i'm putting truth serum on you i feel like you would probably admit that's the one team you don't want because 
yeah, I, I think the Orioles would, would be a lot of fun. They, yeah, they would be a lot of fun. I like uh, that. They're, you know, I mean, it doesn't look good right now, but, uh, you know, there's still a couple games to play, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, there's, you know, the Dodgers look like they're going to have the same Dodgers problem. I think the only one that the that baseball would be a little concerned about, or maybe Fox, maybe that's we should say it that way, and their advertisers would be Arizona. I think Arizona, that's the mix of, it's not a small market by any stretch, but it's also pretty isolated. It has no national presence. And yeah. I, although they're a fun, they're actually a fun team. Yeah, they to are. Watch but if you, I, if you how many watch guys them, you name on the, on the team. Yeah, I mean, I know because of the the horrible Blue Jays trade at the moment. Guriel and Moreno are yeah. uh, Arizona. <laughs> Corbin Carroll is a fun guy too. But yes, I mean, the reality is that's going to be. You know, we've seen. I, I'm not sure when Arizona has been in the World Series, like you know, against the Yankees, etc. They, they usually the other teams that draw. So yeah, that's. That's one to watch. All right. As always, it's great that Krupe comes on. Anthony Krupe is a senior media writer for Sport to Go. Follow his work on that publication. Check out um, check out him on Twitter or X, and um, and you'll always find uh, really, really interesting data points when it comes to sports viewership. Uh, I want to thank Patrick Antonetti for all his hard work. Thank you to everybody at Odyssey for their support. We'll continue to do the sports uh viewership mini pods at least through the nfl season and then uh you know you, you guys seem to like it so maybe we'll we'll continue croupy as always thank you for coming on uh, i appreciate your insight and uh, and we'll be in touch thank you all right thanks for having me talk to you soon all right and since i screwed up which usually is a much more cleaner uh ending where i would actually thank croupy and then i'd give you the whole uh end credits i will now have to talk myself into saying thank you so much for listening to the sports media podcast winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.